The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time, where we always have fresh, exciting, and new revelation for you each and every week, even in the midst of many of us being locked away in our homes longer than normal. But the Word of God is always relevant, no matter what our situations are, no matter what's going on in the world. And we know that despite all the ongoings, everybody's talking about this coronavirus, we know that God is able to turn any situation around for good. He's able to reveal himself in any circumstances, and he's able to make things turn in a way to where they will support his perfect will and plan for this earth. In Romans 8, 28, It says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. God can turn any situation around. God can make any situation serve his own purposes. And he's always, always able to turn any situation around for the good of those who love him, who serve him and seek him out. This includes the situation surrounding this coronavirus. We don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be in fear. We can trust God. And really, since so much of us are spending more time at home, we could actually take advantage of this time, maybe cut out some of the other noises in our life, and really seek God out in this solitude and say, God, what is it that you would have me do? I want to serve your needs, Lord. I want to draw near to you. And if we do that, we know the scripture tells us he will draw near to us. So we can make this situation and turn it into something positive. Because as I just read for you in Romans 8.28, he causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So we do not need to be afraid and we should not get fearful because of all the things that are going on around us. Jesus is not shaken by the storm. Jesus is not afraid when there's a storm whirling around him. We know that Jesus, even in the midst of a storm, right, his disciples were struggling to keep the boat from sinking and all this stuff. And here Jesus was walking on the water. You know, that's not the most practical situation to go for a nighttime stroll. You know what I mean? But Jesus is not taken aback by circumstances. He's not taken aback by the situations that we find ourselves in. Because he has all the power, he has all the authority, it doesn't matter what the situation is. God is always able, and God is always in control. I want us to turn to Mark chapter 4, starting with verse 35. It says, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us cross to the other side of the lake. 
So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking out into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Meanwhile, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why were you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. So in the midst of this large storm, there was all this turmoil, there was all this chaos going on, and the boat was beginning to fill with water. But in the midst of all this, Jesus was taking a nap. He wasn't even concerned about the situation. He thought, oh, well, this seems like a nice time to take a nap. I could really use some rest right now. He was not concerned at all about the storm. He was not concerned at all about the situation. And the disciples were all going to drown, Jesus. Right, save us. Not even realizing that if they were to drown, Jesus would drown with them. And God wouldn't have that happen. This is why Jesus said not to worry. Understand, we have God with us wherever we go. Anywhere God sends us, anywhere that we walk, he is with us always. We're all in the same boat together. Because if we're saved, we have the Spirit of God living inside of us. God is in the boat with us. You know, they often say we're in the same boat together. What does that mean? If something bad happens to us, it affects everyone in the boat. So the disciples were already protected because Jesus was there with them. Jesus is in the boat with you. You do not have to worry. You do not have to be concerned. Because he has all the authority. He has all the power. So it does not matter what kind of storm is brewing. It does not matter what kind of circumstances you find yourself in. Jesus has all the power, all the authority to make things work for the good of those who love him. So do not buy into fear. Do not buy into doubt. Instead, take advantage of this time to seek God out. To seek God out and say, God, what can I do to intercede on behalf of the nations? God, what can I do to better myself? God, what can I do to draw near to you? What can I do to manifest your will in my life? Because understand, the place where God is leading you, that is the safest place that you can be. That is the most blessed place that you can be. This is why often, Pastor Chris, as you know, she has just returned from the Philippines. She was there for nearly a month. And it's interesting because God was sending her to the Philippines at the start of this outbreak. Just when this coronavirus was starting to break out and people were starting to get worried about it, God had sent her to the Philippines. And the Philippines is much closer to China than the United States is. But regardless of this growing situation overseas, she did not cancel her plans. God told her to go there. 
So she went there to the Philippines where God sent her. She ministered to the people that she needed to minister to. She was able to touch the lives that she needed to touch. And she got out of the Philippines. Coincidentally, right as travel was beginning to become restricted in the Philippines. She only had a couple days to get out before the president of the Philippines restricted all travel to and from Manila, the capital of the Philippines. But see, it was according to God's perfect timing. She got out right when she needed to get out. She got in right when she needed to get in. And the word of God was released just as it needed to be. And now, in returning to the United States, she is perfectly healthy, not having any symptoms, not having any illness, because God sent her there. So understand, the circumstances surrounding your situation don't matter. What matters is, what is God telling you in your life? Where is God leading you? This is why God is able to send some people to even the most dangerous regions. Because if they were sent there by God, that is the safest place that you can be. Because you're in the boat together. You're carrying Jesus with you. The same being that created the heavens and the earth, that formed all this world and all that we know, that same power is living inside of us. So we should not be afraid. Instead, when God calls us out to do something, instead of focusing on our situations, we focus on Jesus. We focus on the kind of God that we serve. We have often heard the story of Jesus walking on water. He sent his disciples across the lake ahead of him. And while the disciples were crossing the lake, a storm began to whip up. There were large waves crashing, uh, the wind was howling. And while they were out there, the scripture says that it was very early in the morning, around two or three in the morning, Jesus decided to walk over to catch up with them. So he's walking across the sea in the midst of this storm, which is a really interesting picture, right? Because the idea of walking, right, you're going for a stroll, walking through the garden, walking and hiking down a trail, right? It's kind of peaceful. It's kind of relaxing. Jesus is taking a stroll in the midst of all of this chaos ensuing around him. And when the disciples saw Jesus walking across the water, they were afraid. They thought, oh my gosh, it's a ghost. Here we are, we're battling this storm, and now there's a ghost coming here to haunt us. But then Jesus spoke to them, and he told them not to be afraid, and they realized who it was. Then Peter did something very extraordinary. In Matthew 14, verse 28, it says, Peter called out to Jesus and said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Jesus I want to be able to stroll through all of this chaos, all this turmoil, all these circumstances, walk in the miraculous as you walk in the miraculous. So Jesus said, yes, come. And then Peter stepped out of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But what happened? As he was walking in the water, and he was walking in the miracles, he was walking in the miraculous, 
But as he was walking on the water, he started to look around. He started to look at his circumstances. The wind was howling. The waves were crashing. Lightning was striking. Oh, and it's not natural, right? I shouldn't be even walking here. This isn't even natural. Everything that I know doesn't line up with what I'm doing right now. And as soon as he started to do that, what happened? He began to sink. See, the battle that Peter had to deal with was not in the physical realm. Before, when he was on the boat, he was battling the storm. Once he began to walk in the supernatural, the battle was not in the physical. The battle was in his mind. Because when he was fixated on Jesus, I'm going to do what Jesus is doing. I'm going to get to where Jesus is at. He ignored all the circumstances. His mind was just focused on Jesus. As soon as his mind started to focus on the circumstances that he was in, on the situation surrounding him, on this chaos that was circling around him, then he began to sink. This is what we have to understand. You focus on Jesus, the circumstances don't matter. You pursue where Jesus is at, and we just have to say, I want to be where Jesus is at. I want to be where he's leading me. When you get that mindset, and that's the only thing that matters, getting to where Jesus is at, getting to where Jesus is leading you. When you have that mindset, then the circumstances that you are in, the situations that you are in, the chaos you find yourself ensued by, right, the storm whirling around you, none of that matters because you're going to walk through it. You're going to walk across the storm just like Jesus did. That's walking in the miraculous. That's walking in the supernatural. But as soon as we start to look at our circumstances and we allow the fear to take a hold of us, you're not going to be able to do that. We might as well get back in the boat and battle the storm in the physical realm. We might as well get back in the boat and battle against the storm in the physical realm according to our own knowledge, according to our own ways of doing things. Because if we're going to try and step out in faith and then focus on the circumstances, we're just going to sink. If you're going to do that, if you're going to focus on your circumstances instead of focusing on Jesus, you might as well struggle as the world struggles. So get your bucket and start dumping water out of the boat. But God has called us. He desires that we would walk in the supernatural realm. God desires that all men would prophesy. God desires that all of us would heal the sick. God desires that all of us would see him face to face. And how many people have seen God face to face? Very few. God desires for the body of Christ to work in the supernatural realm. Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18 says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they will cast out devils, they shall speak in new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink a deadly thing it shall not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. You have to ask yourself, are these signs following me? Am I casting out devils? When I lay hands on the sick, are they recovering? 
We have to ask ourselves, are these signs following me? Because if they're not, the scripture says, and these signs will follow them that believe, right? That means that we still have a lot of maturing to do. That means we still have a lot of growing to do. Because the scripture says, they're going to follow those that believe. So we have to ask ourselves, how much do we really believe? That only makes sense to question that. And the reason why the body of Christ has been limited in this way is because we're not focusing on getting to Jesus, on pursuing Jesus. We're focusing on our circumstances. So in the midst of all this turmoil, in the midst of everything that's happening with this coronavirus, so many cities are shutting down and so many industries are shutting down, we have to seek God out. We can turn it into something positive. We can take this time of solitude and we can say, God, I want to seek you out during this time. In the midst of this storm, Peter called out to Jesus, say the word and I will walk to you. So in the midst of this storm that we're in now, we should call out to Jesus and say, I want to be where you are. I'm going to walk in your footsteps. What do I have to do to get to you, Jesus? Because Jesus is not shaken by the storm. Jesus is not concerned. He could nap in it. He can go for a stroll in it. And he can command it to stop. Jesus has that power. But I really believe that we, the body of Christ, if we will line up and seek God out, take this time to seek God out and really pursue him, we're going to see the time that this virus takes a hold of the nations shortened. Because I believe that God is giving the body of Christ an opportunity to get in position. We're seeing industry after industry completely shut down. I mean, like everything's on hold. So many economic forces are on hold. So many industries are on hold. This is becoming an opportunity for the body of Christ to get in position. I mean, the Lord has said now that we're going into a period where everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Everything. God has said that this is going to be a tumultuous time, that everything's going to be shaken that can be shaken. Every industry, even the church, even governments, even nations. Look at what has happened now. Has not the word that God's spoken been manifested? See how many things are being shaken in every industry. In Hebrews 12, verse 27, it says, this means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only the unshakable things will remain. Right now, nations are being shaken, industries are being shaken, even the church is being shaken. But if we position ourselves in God's perfect will, what's going to happen is that God is going to use you to establish the kingdom of God that will be unending. And I'm not just talking about preaching. I'm not just talking about evangelism. Because God has called people in every industry. God has called pastors. God has called lawyers. 
God has called politicians. God has called filmmakers. God has called artists. People from every industry. Wherever God is placing you, it's because God has called the body of Christ to step up into a place of authority so that we will establish the kingdom of God and see his will manifest here on this earth. Because that's what we have to understand, okay? The body of Christ has to get into a place of authority so that we can lead the world. For too long, the body of Christ has been led by the world system. We are chasing after trends that the world has set. We are chasing after inventions that the world has created because we have not been an authority. We as the body of Christ should be the ones setting the trends. We should be the ones with the new inventions, with the new concepts and ideas. Because the ones who create the new concepts and ideas, the ones who start the new trends, those are the ones who will be influential. And then people are going to wonder how you got there. They're going to want to emulate you. And then when that happens, you can point the way to Christ. You can say, well, I got this from the Holy Spirit. Okay, because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. There's no greater wisdom than that. And if we do that, that we are truly going to see Isaiah chapter 2 manifested in this generation. It says in Isaiah 2, verse 2, In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many people will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, so that we may walk in his path. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. See, every nation is going to stream into the mountain of the Lord, and they're going to be seeking out the ways of God. They're going to be seeking out God's ways of doing things. So we have to do our part in establishing the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. That was Jesus' prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And if we focus on God, ignore our circumstances, we seek God out, even amidst the storm, even amidst the chaos, then we're going to begin to walk in the miraculous. Because remember, Jesus is not shaken by the storm, he is not fearful of the storm, and sometimes he even naps in it. And Jesus is with you. You are in the same boat with him. Well, I am just about out of time for this week. I want to thank all of you for listening this week, and I really pray that this word touched your heart and touched your spirit so that we can really establish God's will on this earth. He really desires that it would be that his glory would cover the earth like the waters cover the sea, and we can make that manifest here on this earth little by little by implementing his ways of doing things in every area of our life. And for those of you that are new that might not have listened to it before, my name is Joshua Sasso. 
This is the prophetic voice of our time, and we are supported every week by listeners just like you. And so if you were touched by this message and it was impactful to you, well, you can support us by going to our website, SOGMI.org, and hitting the Donate button. Again, that is SOGMI.org. In addition to this, we do have a podcast for this very radio show, and you can listen to it on our website, or you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on all the major podcast publications. That's the prophetic voice of our time. We put out new episodes after they air on the radio every Monday. And again, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. God bless each and every one of you. My name is Joshua Sasso, and you've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.